0: Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you've had a lovely lunch. Uh, My name is Sarah. I'm on the staff team at HTC. um, And this is a seminar with Roz Williams, who I'm just going to chat to now. (laughs) So Roz, tell me a little bit about um, your time at HTC. Um, So hello, everyone. It's lovely to see you all. It's so really, so lovely to be here this weekend. Um, I was at HTC from 2012. Until 2021, I was um, a member of the congregation. I was a teacher for most of that time and um, helped a lot on Alpha. And then um, in 2019, I went to Saint Melitus and was an ordinant. Yes, I And um, was an ordinand at HTC for two years during the pandemic. And then in 2021, I moved to Coventry to be a curate. So I'm a curate up in a in St. Mark's, a church in Coventry. But I miss you all. <laughs> <laughs> Ros, it's so lovely that you've joined us here um, for the weekend away. So thank you for joining us. Um, Ros, I'm gonna say a quick prayer and then I'm gonna hand over to you. Lord God, I thank you that you have brought Ros to be with, here, with, be with us here um, this afternoon. I pray that you would open our hearts to hear what she has to share with us today. Lord, would you bless her would you pour out your spirit upon her? Amen. 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 Um, So when Josh asked me to do this seminar, I thought, oh, I thought I'm not really an expert. (laughs) I thought, um, you know, I try to pray, try to read my Bible, but I don't know if I have anything particularly special to share. I haven't written any books, you know, I haven't um, and the truth is I haven't been asked to speak because I'm an expert I'm not an expert I'm no more of an expert on our personal time with God than any than lots of you here but I've been asked to do this because HTC is still home and um, Jago and Josh thought if we asked Ross to do a seminar then she can come and see everyone for the weekend away yeah. so that was great and, um, and it's so lovely to be here and actually as we come to talk about refreshment in our personal relationship with God, it's not about how much we know, but it's all about being known and being loved by God and knowing and loving God ourselves. That's what it's all about. And all the things that we might put in place ourselves to help us to build that relationship with God. And um, I just really want to emphasize that this is about being refreshed in our personal relationship with God. This is not some kind of tick list. It's not something, some kind of list of things we do to make us good Christians. Um, a few years ago, um, I think when I, when I was at HTC at some point, I, um, I decided I'm going to read the whole Bible. I'm going to get through the whole Bible as quickly as I can. I'm going to read the whole Bible, and, um, and, which is a good thing to do. Don't get me wrong. That's a good thing to do. Um, and then, a really a, a wise friend said to me, um, Sir Ros, um, has God been speaking to you? As you've been reading through the Bible? And I thought, couldn't think of anything to say. And then she said, she said to me, can you remember anything you've read? And I was like, Well, you know, I've got through Deuteronomy, Leviticus, I'm getting through it. And I said, I'm on King David now. (laughs) But the truth is, what I realized was that for me, that mission to read through the whole Bible was like a tick list. It was like a mission to accomplish. It was on in the car, it was on when I was at home, but I wasn't really listening. And so it was a bit pointless. The mission to read the Bible didn't really refresh my relationship with God. It it isn't a bad thing to do, it's a good thing to do. But it's not that helpful when you don't listen. (laughs) It's not that helpful just to have it on. And it's much better for me to sit with a short passage of scripture and to ask God to speak to me through it. And that now the Bible in a year is great. And the truth is, when we come to refreshing our relationship with God, we're all different. There's not a one-size-fits-all. There's not one thing for all of us. This is about each one of us pursuing a relationship with God who loves us so much more than we can imagine. And God longs, longs so much for a relationship with each one of us. He longs for us to come to him um, the verse Jago spoke about last night, Acts three nineteen, which says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And that's what, that's what our personal time with God is all about. It's about us day by day, turning to God, repenting, turning to God that our sins are wiped out, all the failures from the past, wiped out, completely wiped out. And then, so as we turn to God, there's forgiveness for the past, as Jago said last night, and then the times of refreshment come. There's forgiveness for the past and refreshment, slash puppies, for the present and the future, as Jago said. That Greek word for refreshment meaning breathe in space or respite or rest, relief refreshment, renewal. It's like inward refreshing, inward renewal for the future. And all the times that we might set aside or the books that we might read and the disciplines we might put in place is to help us to do that, is to help us to turn to God so that our sins might be wiped out and so that we can experience refreshment for the present and the future. We put things in place, not a tick list, not a mission to accomplish as me with a Bible playing all the time, but rhythms and routines that we give a go, that that we put in place so we have that ongoing refreshment. And um, when I started thinking about this seminar, I was thinking about refreshing our personal time with God. I was thinking it's about jazzing up our quiet time. It's about reading a new book. What can I tell people to read? But this is about so much more than jazzing up our quiet times. This is about finding things, putting things in place so that we get refreshed, so that our souls get refreshed, so that we get closer to Jesus, so that our hearts get healed and cleaned up, and so that we can live as God intends, and we get the peace and the joy that God intends for us day by day. So, the seminar is not about guilt for what you're not doing. It's about thinking about your relationship with God, where you are at the moment, and how you might be able to turn to God in the weeks and the months and the years ahead. And I really hope um, this seminar is not just about me sharing. This is about all of us sharing with each other um, how we. Um, have refreshed our personal time with God. I'm going to share a bit, but it's also for you to have time to think about where your relationship with God is at the moment and to share with each other. And I hope that each one of us will go away with some new things we could try and some things we might be able to put in place to help to refresh our personal time with God. So, you will see there are some post-it notes on your chairs and some pens. And I just want to give us an opportunity on our own as we start to think about where we are at the moment so on one of the keep, we're keeping one post-it note one side for later but on those post-it notes if you take one of them and if you answer this first question what hin- helps your relationship with God at the moment and then another what hinders your relationship with God at the moment and remember this is not about right answers You know, and and it'll be different answers for lots of us in the room. So some of us, our relationship with God might be really helped because we pray in tongues every day. And others of us, our relationship with God might be helped because we pray with our friends or because we've read a certain book or we listen to a certain podcast. It's not a right answer, just for you to be thinking, what helps your relationship with God at the moment? And then on the other post-it, I'd like you to write, what are the things that get in the way? What are the things that hinder? My mobile phone is a thing that sometimes hinders my time when I'm praying. Busyness might hinder. All sorts of different things might get in the way. And just to be thinking about where we are at the moment, what helps and what hinders. So we'll have a couple of minutes and then, um, then we'll maybe just chat to the person next to you about it. So just have a couple of minutes on your own to think about where you are at the moment. then when you've written some things down, why don't you just share with the person next to you, but what are some of the things, just if you don't know them, introduce yourself and maybe share some of the things that help you at the moment and some of the things that hinder you. Why don't you um, share those things with the person next to you, get to know the person next to Do you want to, um, it'd be really interesting to hear some of the different things that people have said. So why don't we call, if you can call out some things that help you in your relationship with God. Be brave. Do you want to just call out, maybe time by yourself? Yeah, go on. Prayer, Prayer brilliant. What else? Music. Music. Being part of a team. Being part of a team, other people, brilliant. Anything else? Any? Being grateful, yes. Any Connect group. pardon? Connect group, Connect group definitely. Fellowship. Any things that a fellowship, exactly. Writing in, journal. Writing in a journal, yep, definitely. Being intentional, Being intentional great. Bible pardon? Bible app. Bible app, different apps, Bible app, yep, great. And what are some things that hinder? Watching television. Watching television. Sorry. Yeah, there was something else. Tiredness. Phones. Phones. Yes. Business. Busyness. Time reading prescribed
1: prayers rather than personal Yeah, reading prescribed Uh yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, there are a hindrance. And some things that help Something that might help somebody, might hinder somebody else, is not it? But, yeah, but um, yeah, so different things. And I suppose the challenge is not to beat ourselves up about the things that hinder us, the busyness, we can't get, can't get rid of them all, but to keep on doing the things that help us. So I'm going to spend some time now telling you about some of the things that I've tried, some of the things that I've put in place, and then we're going to hear a bit more from each other in groups. And the first thing that I want to talk to you about is fasting. Um, at the start of Jesus' ministry, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days. And fasting is something that we can do to refresh our personal relationship with God, our personal time with God. And fasting, just as I started to speak on fasting, fasting will be a great thing for some of us to try but not for all of us. And for people who've experienced an eating disorder, who experienced an eating disorder, who've got a medical condition, fasting might not be the best thing for you to try. It might be good to fast social media, or fast alcohol and caffeine, or fast your phone. But fasting food won't be good for everybody. But in the last few years, I've found fasting food sometimes to help, be a real help to remind me how much I need God. Um, so I have a lovely mentor who is still at HTC, a dear friend, dear Eula, and um, a few years ago, Eula's here, a few years ago, Eula um, was praying with me about my future, and um, Eula said to me, she said, I think it would be good to fast about this, Roz. She said, I will fast with you, and I wasn't, I wasn't very experienced in fasting, hadn't really fasted much at all, and so Eula was standing with me in prayer, and she said, what we'll do, she said, is we'll fast together for the morning and then I'll give you a late lunch. I thought, this has got to be okay. It's missing breakfast. It's not, you know, this, this cannot be that hard. I've got to be able to do this. I thought, this is, you know, this is just a late lunch. This has got to be okay. But you know what? It was hard. Because I was hungry and I spent more time that morning thinking about food than usual. And in Luke 4, 4, when it says that Jesus fasted in the wilderness, it says that Jesus was hungry too. Jesus was hungry when he fasted. Jesus was hungry after 40 days. I was hungry after one morning. But I find fasting really hard. But I would really recommend giving fasting a go. It reminds me that I am serious about pursuing God. Um, And then a few years ago, a friend of mine went through IVF. And another friend of mine uh, her mum had cancer and i remember fasting with both of those friends to pray for those situations that were really difficult and and you know when we were praying and fasting at the time it actually felt like the situations were getting worse didn't feel like they were getting better didn't understand at the time i just thought lord I need you to do something. We need you to do something in these situations. And we're going to fast and we're going to pray because we rely on you in these situations. And, and as I was preparing and thinking for this seminar, do you know what? The baby's been born. The cancer is gone in those two situations. Now, now I have fasted and prayed for plenty of other things. And we haven't seen the answers. They remain unanswered. And I don't have all the answers. And fasting is certainly not a quick fix, but God is powerful. He does answer prayer. He answered those prayers, and I hadn't even really noticed. He's with us as we come to Him and as we trust Him with what seem like totally impossible situations. Anyway, um, that morning when I was fasting and praying with Eula, I, it was when I was an at HGC, and um, part of my role at that point, was working with the elderly. And um, I remember um, phoning one of, the elder, one of the older HTCers that morning. And this just coincidentally, this, old, this lady told me that she was going for a stomach examination. I didn't tell her that I was, you know, doing my morning's fast and it wasn't that big a deal, you know, it was only a morning. Um, but I, and she was having, going for a stomach examination. And she told me that she needed to fast before they could put the camera inside her so that the doctors could see in her stomach. She had to fast before they put the camera in her stomach. And I think sometimes fasting helps us to see what's really going on. Helps us to see what's going on in us, our motivations and our frustrations, and most of all, our deep need of God. um, Fasting's hard, I don't wanna, it's not that much fun, it's hard work. And then um, when I arrived at St. Mark's in Coventry as a curate, um, I discovered that the church did three days of prayer and fasting at the beginning of each year. So for three days in January, you're supposed to pray and fast as a whole church together and, or maybe eat one or two meals a day or fast social media or eat simply. And um, so I was joining in, not fasting all food, but eating... Fasting some meals and things during that time, eating very simply. And, um, and there were prayer meetings in the evenings. And by the end of that week, um, I went to the prayer meeting at St Mark's and I was so hungry. I was hungry, I think probably describes it better. I was hungry. And I remember driving home from church that evening and just saying, Lord, I'm so hungry, I don't know, Lord, I'm so hungry. And Lord, everybody's like annoying me a bit because I'm just so hungry, is all I could think. And I was reminded as I was driving home, I need God so much. Reminded me of my need of God just to like function. I need God so much. Jesus fasted and and I'm so relieved that Luke says Jesus was hungry. Fasting makes us hungry. When Jesus fasted and was hungry, he had to rely on God's word. He was tempted by the devil and he had to rely on God's word. And fasting makes us aware of our own weakness. It makes us aware of our need to God and it might help us to turn to God. Fasting and getting hungry and needing to rely on God's word is a good example to follow. Because when we turn to God, as that verse in Acts said, we'll find forgiveness and refreshment and hope. So if you don't fast, and if it's safe for you to fast, I would encourage you to give fasting a go to refresh your personal time with God and to remind you of your need of God. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say if you fast. Jesus said when you fast in Matthew 6. And so can I encourage you to give fasting a go? And then, so Jesus withdrew to the wilderness and he fasted in Luke 4. And Jesus kept on withdrawing through his ministry. Jesus models, doesn't he, having energy for the crowd and then fasting and withdrawing and being on his his own with God. And it's really good to build those rhythms of withdrawing into our lives of making time every day to read the Bible and to pray. And we, different ones of us might want to do that in different ways, but um, things like the Bible in a Year app or Lexio 365 or the Glorify app, there are loads of things to help you do that if you don't do that already. Um, for me, I read the Bible at home um, just after I've had breakfast in the morning. Some of us might read the Bible in the evening, whenever works for us. Some of us on a commute. Some of us listen to it. That didn't work for me. But there'll be different things for lots of us. It'll be good a bit later, in a moment, to share how we read the Bible. And some of us might keep a prayer journal, as somebody said. That's something I've never really done. But I'd love to hear some good tips about how people do that. I know some people pray for different people or groups of people on different days. Some people might spend time praying in tongues. It'll be great to hear how different ones of us in the room use our time with God it's great to build these rhythms and then it's great as well to do extra things like <laughs> fasting so to have time each day but then to do extra things to reinvigorate our prayer lives and our, uh, our relationship with God and um, one of the things that I found really helpful over the last few years is to try going on retreat and um, I really recommend a beautiful Welsh retreat centre called Brennan in West Wales. But there are loads of retreat centres all over the place. And, and I found that just leaving my phone in the car and, and spending some time and got, joining in with some prayer times so and going on walks and things, and that you can do that on your own, you can do that with other people, and it's a great thing to do. And I'd really recommend you to be brave and do that if you, don't, if you have never done that before. It's really interesting that Jesus didn't always retreat on his own. He did retreat on his own, but he also went to pray with his close friends. Um, At the Transfiguration, Jesus went with Peter and James and John to pray. And then in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was just before the cross, he had his disciples with him to pray. So part of refreshing our personal relationship with God, as some people said earlier, might be to make sure we've got people around us who are standing with us in prayer. And if you're not in a connect group, this is a great weekend to join one. You could go leave the seminar and refresh your personal relationship with God by going to find Sarah Seabrook to join a connect group. I also have um, something called a spiritual director, which um, is somebody that, a bit like a counsellor, who you meet, not a counsellor, but a bit like a counsellor, they're trained as spiritual director. And I meet her maybe every six weeks to talk about how my relationship with God is, and if there are tricky relationships with other people, or, and what God might be working on in me. I'd really recommend finding out about that. As well as that, I have a mentor, as I said. And now I got to know Dia Eula at HTC, and I thought, this is a good, wise person to be a mentor. And so I asked her, and we have chatted and prayed. I was trying to work out today for how many years, but it must be six or seven, maybe. Yeah, something like that. So it's over a long time. And I just really um, recommend using this time away as you talk to people to think if you meet somebody and you think, oh, that's somebody I'd love to be a mentor for me, why don't you ask them? They can always say no. It's okay if they say no. Um, And also prayer partners and prayer triplets really recommend looking at. This is such a great weekend to look for those people. It's great to have people who are a bit ahead of us to have people who are alongside us and then to have people that we are leading as well it's great to have people around us who are discovering faith and a need to faith I found that being an alpha helper and leader is actually such a great way for me to refresh my personal time with God the thing is people who are discovering faith are often really amazed and excited by God. I found that at HGC, and I found that in St. Mark's in Coventry too. Um, And actually, a couple of weeks ago, um, we were talking about prayer in Alpha in Coventry, and um, someone in the group who's a nurse, um, who's on maternity leave at the moment, and has become a Christian during her maternity leave, um, she was talking about praying, and she's um, going back She's going back to work soon. She works in ICU. And um, she said, the thing is, she said, I'm not completely looking forward to going back to work, but she said, one thing I'm really excited about about going back to work is that now I pray for people. And she said, I'm really excited to see what God will do when I silently pray for people in ICU. I thought, I'm excited too. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing those stories. I wonder who's God's gonna heal in ICU in Coventry. Because this lovely lady has come to faith in Jesus. Sometimes we forget that we have access to the King of Kings as we go about our days. We forget the excitement of the peace and the refreshment we can find as we make space to meet with God in our quiet times and as we go about our days. And for me, spending time with people who are new to faith, who are discovering faith, helps to keep my own personal relationship with God fresh as well. So join in with the Alpha team if you don't do that already. The truth is, spending time with God in the morning as a quiet time can bring us real refreshment. And um, as I was was thinking about this seminar a a couple of weeks ago, I was doing my usual... Quiet time of ten to fifteen minutes in the morning, and um, I was reading, and it just so happened that the Bible reading that morning was Acts seventeen. I'll read it a bit of it in a moment. And it's Paul in Athens, and um, and it and that particular day, I was feeling the weight of the uncertainty of life. I was feeling anxious about the future. The thing is, with with curacy, you're going to change in a bit, and you don't know where that's going to be, and life felt very uncertain and a bit out of control and as i read these words they're going to come up from act 17 the tears were rolling down my face because god's word is powerful and on that morning it wasn't like i was reading words on a page it was like god was speaking to my heart in the midst of the turmoil that i was feeling i'll read them to you it says this in act 17 that's what i read that morning I even found an altar with an inscription to an unknown God. So you're ignorant of the very thing you worship and this is what I'm gonna proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and doesn't live in temples built by human hands. He's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And, And that morning as I read those words, I was reminded I don't worship an unknown God. I worship a God who I know and who knows me so deeply. He knows the things about my life that I don't know. He knows what the future holds and I can trust him. And so that day, that morning, I was refreshed. My soul was refreshed in those 10 minutes as I just opened the Bible. I was given peace, deep peace in the face of uncertainty. It wasn't dramatic. It was on my sofa at home. In one sense, in one sense, nothing changed. Nothing outwardly changed. But in another sense, everything changed. Because my perspective totally changed. And when and when we turn to God day by day, as we turn to God, He He helps us and He gives us hope and He and gives us peace and he refreshes our souls and transforms our perspective. So, I've talked a bit about my experiences, about things that I've maybe put in place, given a go, fasting, going on retreat, making sure I have people alongside me to pray, quiet times, things like that. And um, so now we're gonna have a bit of time to have some discussion. Um, so we're gonna go into groups of three or four. And there are going to be some questions on the screen. Feel free to spend as long on whichever questions you want to focus on. That's fine. But I just, I really hope that everybody will go away with some things to practically put, actually put in place to refresh your relationship with God. So whether that's giving fasting a go or whether, if you've never done that before, whether that's downloading the Bible in a year app, if you haven't done that. Whether it's finding a prayer partner or reading a book or finding a new podcast. I hope you'll go away with something that will help you to turn to God in the future. So, and hopefully that might be something i said, that might be something that you will share with each other. So why don't we get into groups of three or four with the people around you and then have a go. And we'll have about 10 minutes um, having a look at some of those questions on the screen. And then we'll come to the final post-it. Well, I hope those discussions have been helpful. And um, I hope you've learned from each other. Uh, Is there anything that um, maybe you'd like to feedback that somebody, is there anything that somebody else in a group is doing that you think, oh, I'm I'm definitely going to give that a go. I'm going to put that in place. That's something I haven't done before. Um, Yeah, go on. That's a brilliant thing to do. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know somebody at Connect Group told me they did that years ago. And now I have a password that um, is similar. So, yeah, that's a great thing to do. And it's really helpful through the day. So what she does is her password on her computer is a Bible verse. And so uh, through the day, as she has to type in the password again, she's reminded of God's word. And that's such a great thing to do. Just Yeah. Or learning. and Yeah doing that, learning the Bible. And some people, if you're good, you can like do different verses, then you remember lots of different verses. It's it's great. Um, That's a great thing to do. Really simple thing to put in place. And God's word, keep coming back to it through the day as you go about your day. Great things to do. Anything else that somebody else in your group maybe does that really helped you, that you'd like to be brave and say? It's okay if not. Yeah, go on, sorry, Margie. Someone in our group said that they like to pray they and walk. that touched me because I thought I could visualise it. Yeah. You're in nature. Yeah. And you're not stagnant. Just yeah. Just sat on a couch or exactly. You know. And and got the, the wind in your face and yeah. That that might be something I might try. Pray as you walk. I met somebody recently. Who, he said who said um, that he um, recites the psalms as he swims. So somebody um, who's in. St. Mark's, who's um, ordained, who's a bit older, um, and he'd learned lots of the Psalms, and in his mind, he swims, and as he goes up and down the pool, he recites the Psalms. I don't know many Psalms off by heart, so that would take me quite a long time. You know, I'd have to (laughs) learn quite a lot. I was quite impressed by this. But, I mean, it's a great thing to do, to learn the Bible, and as we walk to pray, or as we swim to recite the Psalms, put those things in place. They're great things to do. Anything else? Gets to when we're stuck in traffic jams to recite the Bible. It's a brilliant Joy, thank you. Anything else? Okay. Well, what I would like you to do on the final post-it note is to think through maybe all the different things that have been said in, um, th- this afternoon. And what one thing... Are you going to do it? Might be something, it might be something that's been said. It might be something that hasn't been said, but that you really want to do to refresh your personal relationship with God. What's, the, what's your one takeaway from this afternoon? What's the one thing you're going to do? Are you going to get fasting a go? Are you going to download the Bible in one year app? Are you going to change your password on your computer to a Bible app? Are you going to pray for people through the day? Are you going to pray in tongues? Are you going to fast? What's the one thing that you are going to take away from this. (laughs) You're going to find a prayer partner. You're going to find a mentor. Find a connect group. The one thing. To do is we, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us with these disciplines, to help us to do these things. We need God to help us to um, put these things in place, to read our Bible, to not get distracted. We need God's power, and we and so what I would like what I would love you to do just in a, a few moments now is to tell the people if you are happy to in your groups what you would like to put in place and just pray for each other for the power of the Holy Spirit. To action, so that as you do these things, you would each be refreshed. So you might just want to pray blessing upon each other. Not we don't need to pray necessarily long prayers over each other. But just let's put these things to God. Say, this is what I want to do. And then ask God to bless each other and to encourage each other. And as we have those times with God, that we wouldn't be doing it like when the Bible was playing in my car and I wasn't listening. But that we'd... As that morning on the sofa, when I just and it just encountered the Holy Spirit, that's the times we want. We want God to like pierce our hearts and change our lives, not just as a tick list, not just as something to do, not just say we've read the whole Bible. We don't want that. We want it to be God piercing our hearts and speaking to us and changing us and refreshing us as we come to Him. Um, day by day. So, why don't we maybe share with the, next, with the people around you and just pray, pray blessing. Let's pray for each other and then I'm going to pray as we come to finish. I, um, I hope you've had a chance to pray for each other. Just as, um, just as we finish, I just want to read to you from Psalm 32. Psalm 32, verse 6 says this, Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the, many, the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of just deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And as we keep coming to God day by day, we'll find that he becomes our hiding place, our place of safety and protection, even in the midst of mighty waters and of trouble and of struggle, we'll find his guidance and we, need, and we can just become more and more aware that his loving eye is on each one of us. So shall I just pray for us all as we finish? Lord, we thank you For the truth that your loving eye is on us. We thank you that you love us so much and you long for a relationship with us. You long to heal. You long to bring us peace. You long to bring us hope and protection. We thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. And we pray that you'd help us to keep turning to you, to keep turning to you. Not because we should, but that through turning to you, there's life, Lord. We thank you for that. And I pray that you'd help us to keep looking to you. Help us, Lord. We need you. We need the power of your spirit to be at work in us, to strengthen us and to help us and to keep us close to Jesus. I pray that you'd help us to do that.